welcome to Wine Road, the wine, when, and where of Northern Sonoma County. I'm your host, Marcy Gordon, with Beth Costa, Executive Director of the Wine Road. Welcome to Wine Road. This is episode 124. Today, our guest is Brian Shapiro from Gary Farrell Vineyards. Welcome. Hey, thank you. I'm really happy to be here. So normally we start with a, a wine, a featured wine from the winery that we're talking to, but I didn't have time to connect with you. I didn't get a chance to swing by and grab a bottle of wine. So if you had your option of the wines that are currently available for tasting, tell us about one of the wines you'd want to talk about. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> the problem with us sometimes is there's too much of a good thing. Right. Um, I got to say, I've been really digging the wines from the middle reach of the Russian River Valley recently. Mm-hmm. So if we make two of my favorite Pinots from that area, we make a Basha Galupi Pinot. Actually, we make three Pinots. Um, a uh, Rocchioli Allen Pinot and then a Rocchioli Pinot Noir. And I, I have to say right now, I'm kind of kind of leaning towards the Rocchioli Allen um, Pinot. Nice. And You guys do a whole neighborhoods yeah. version. I, I, I'm, I'm very lean towards the Hallberg Vineyard Pinot. That's a beautiful one, too. You know, I actually just tasted the Hallberg yesterday. We did a wonderful um, little tasting for a, a restaurant that we're hoping to work with. And I, I tried the Hallberg for the first time in quite a while, and I had a goofy grin on my face because <laughs> they did a really nice. <laughs> yeah. I did a really great neighborhoods tasting with your winemaker, and it was it was just so interesting because there are such distinct soils in those in those different areas of the Russian River Valley. So do you want to touch on that a little bit, like neighborhoods? Like, what does that mean? What are you talking about? You want me to touch it? Or, yeah. Or, no, you or you touch it, Brian. Somebody. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can. So, you know, the neighborhoods of the Russian River Valley, it, um, it was originally five different areas of the Russian River Valley that comprised kind of unique growing characteristics. And a few years ago, a group of growers of winemakers decided that they wanted to see what made these wines unique and if there really was something different. And what they did is they teamed up with UC Davis and determine if there were characteristics in the wines that were unique to these different locations within the Russian River Valley. What happened was there was differences. <laughs> and so they really, what they wanted to do with the neighborhoods was kind of define these different locations in Valley, but not find them in a way them separate from the Russian River. They came up with, um, different locations like the Middle Reach, which is a little bit warmer than other areas, um, the Santa Rosa Plain, which has a lot more lower elevation areas where the cool morning fog sinks in, Green Valley, which is the foggiest and coolest neighborhood. That's where the Hallberg is from. Right. Um, the Bastable Hills, which uh, to me is just constant wind, like eight miles per hour constantly over the Sebastopol Hills and very close to the Pedal in the Wind Gap. Mm-hmm. People that live in the Sebastopol Hills always have a jacket in their car because <laughs> around 3.30. Yeah, it's like the tide uh, coming in. <laughs> exactly, yeah. You know, and it's it's just unique. It's fun. It's it's really neat. And the winemakers still get together annually to take wines and, and distinguish characteristics. And, you know, they even came up with a, introduced a new neighborhood, a sixth neighborhood, which are the, I believe, called the Eastern Hills, which hmm. focuses on the area across the 101 from um, between Healdsburg and Winter. Oh, like Lim- Limerick Lane and that area? Yeah. Yeah, Lane is. Yeah. So it, it's just nice to define such a unique region uh, and just kind of give folks the opportunity to explore multiple Pinot Noirs from the same AVA and, and recognize that there's going to be differences. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
I think it's amazing. Yeah. yeah, that was one of my favorite tastings. We went through all the Pinots and the Chardonnays with respect to the different neighborhoods, and it was revelatory. It was just like such yeah. differences you could really, you know, ascertain from the climate, from the soils. Such a great learning experience. I love it. So um, we have listeners at this point that are just very anxious to be doing a little bit of traveling and uh, whether they're getting on a plane or whether they're driving here or making plans to do that soon. So is Gary Farrell, um, are you guys open up there? What's happening? Can people come up and do some tasting if they're in the area? Absolutely. Yes, we we have our tasting salon. The uh, terrace is open for tastings. We are doing everything outside. Um, we have COVID-safe protocols in place. If anybody wants to know what we're doing, they can visit our website um, and go to the news section and they'll uh, an exhaustive list of all the things we're doing to protect our guests. And we are accepting visitors by reservation. And we're doing a $35 tasting that includes four to five wines, a delicious cheese pairing. Um, we have an estate sommelier that focuses a lot of attention on making sure the cheeses work with the different wines. So there's a story to tell. And the bonus, you get some incredible views off of the terrace. No kidding. Um, oh, yeah, wow. wow. That yeah. is one of the best views. <laughs> yeah, so we, um, you can book our tastings online um, or you can call the winery. I recommend booking online well in advance of your visit. I know people like to be spontaneous, but we, we're booking out our weekends about two to three weeks in advance. That's what, so, I've, that's what I've been trying to talk to customers about when they're calling because um, all the wineries right now are reservation only, and so... They, they do book up, and they book up not because they've had a 1,000 people coming through, but because it is seated. It is, you know, most wineries are booking an hour-long appointment, so it's limited number of people that they can see, and so, you know, it does fill up. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, as, as, as things progress, you know, we will probably open up more tastings, but mm -hmm. we're going to keep the calls in place and, and make sure everybody's safe. But we want to see as many guests as possible, and, you know, we want to have a great time. You guys always just do it right. I mean, years ago, I remember when you were doing a big remodel, you put up uh, tents so you could do, and it was like oh, glamping. I, uh, I thought yes. to myself, oh, my God, I hope they keep these forever. It was just that was the fun. coolest experience. They were like safari <laughs> tents. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> so I know um, you have been... Uh, leading the uh, leading the charge uh, right out of the gate last March with Zoom tastings for uh, customers and to the point that uh, we had a giant uh, Wine Road membership meeting uh, a couple of months ago and I had you as a speaker to talk to the wineries about that because I think a lot of wineries were hesitant. They didn't know, you know, how to approach that. How do you stay connected with customers if they can't come to the taste room or um, you might be open, but they're a long ways away. They don't want to travel. And I think you just... Um, jumped right in and try to experiment with it and see how it, how it works. So, so what are you doing now? If people can't come here and they, they want to connect with Gary Farrell, what do you have going online? So, you know, we, we have a couple different things. Um, we, we saw great success with those Zoom tastings. And what we've decided to do is we're, we're trying to kind of pare down the options a little bit and really focus on the neighborhoods. And so the tasting that RC did, we're kind of doing a, a smaller version of that for the public. And we're calling it the Neighborhoods Tasting. And it's going to be a three-wine virtual tasting kit that we can uh, send out to guests. That's going to launch in March. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be a fun virtual experience. And then right now you can do our 94-point-plus 
collection, which is um, 94 point plus wines from Wine Spectator and Wine Enthusiast. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's really it's a great it's a great tasting. Well, I guess. Um, <laughs> and then we have a really neat kind of uh, Pinot Noir tasting. That the idea is kind of trying Pinot Noirs from the different AVAs or appellations that we source from. That's a lot of fun for somebody that wants to geek out on Pinot. And then we also have a a library selection tasting. And that's going to be focusing on the 2015 vintage. And so all three of those are on the website right now. And then the, the neighborhood tasting will, will pop up probably right around the beginning of March. Mm-hmm. And then some fun things that we've started doing. First thing that we're doing that's really fun is we're doing these things called First Friday Happy Hours. <laughs> and it's fine make hour every month on the first Friday. There's no cost to join, which is what I love. It's the idea that if you've got a Gary Farrell bottle in your cellar, crack it open. If you don't have a Gary Farrell bottle, you can order a bottle in a cheese plate from us, and we'll send that. The cheeses are from Bellwether Farms, and so it's a nice kind of local cheese plate. Mm-hmm. You order that from us, have a great cheese and wine to open up and enjoy with the happy hour. And we did our first one February 5th, and saw like 30 or 40 people and had an absolute blast. And, um, and everybody can hear everybody. Everybody's part of it. Everybody's on there. Yeah. Everybody's chatting. Yeah, cool. We had this. We had this one member, and this was incredible to us. We had this one member who was released from the hospital from COVID just days before the happy hour, <laughs> and big concern that he asked his doctor was, "Can I drink wine during the Gary Farrell happy hour?" <laughs> and that's on priority. <laughs> priority one. <laughs> You know, so it's just so cool. Like people were so excited to interact and have a great time. And, you know, I love that one of these guys beat COVID and his big concern was being able to purchase. (laughs) I need wine. Also, I have to shout out to you guys. You have excellent graphics for that neighborhood, that map. And on your website, you have, you know, all the regions. So it's so it's so great and easy for a consumer just to see and understand exactly what they're tasting. Mm -hmm. When we did that tasting, I thought the website graphics and also that great map you guys use is, it's just a little bonus. It's such a great presentation. Yeah, I'm glad you like it. That's, that's what we include in all of our virtuals. So you really you really got to experience what the consumer gets to experience on kind of a, a bigger scale. And so we, we love sharing this stuff. I mean, this, the, the website, the graphics on the website under the, the land section of the website uh, really was something we wanted to put a lot of energy into. And, you know, we want people to understand that. You know, Sonoma County is so diverse, and we really do have a lot of fun with it. Well, that's the thing. I mean, the Russian River AVA is huge. So, I mean, it only makes sense that you can break that down yeah, into smaller neighborhoods. Yeah. Yeah. And I make think it we, understandable, you know. I think we tasted 14 wines that day. Yeah, that was an epic for you guys. I, I saw a lot of the posts on social media of, of the, the folks that participated in that, and I was that many wines. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a professional. It was a lot for <laughs> 10 a.m. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we're professionals. We know how to drink in the morning. We're, we're going to be teaming up with Truffle Shuffle. I don't know if you've heard of them. No. Uh-uh. They it's a meal kit focused on truffles. And so we're going to be doing a series of, we're calling them cook-alongs, with Truffle Shuffle 
Um, you know, the first one was in March, the beginning of March, and then we'll be continuing them throughout the year with a different uh, set of recipes each time. So that's going to be something for folks. Are those domestic truffles? From what I understand, the majority of the truffles they source are domestic. Oh, wow. Because um, we grow them right yeah. here. Or would there, you can find them here. Sort of. If you have yeah, a dog. Yeah. If you have the right. A dog and a pig on a leash. The or right something. connection. Yeah. <laughs> this actually is, Truffle Shuffle's fun. It was a group of uh, folks, I believe, that um, were restaurateurs in San Francisco, and they pivoted their business model quickly when COVID hit and have had this huge response, and they make these meal kits, and it's supposed to be dinner for two but we've recognized that you can really feed four people it's a lot of fun you know a lot of our team have already participated in a couple to see how they go and it's just a really fun casual delicious experience i think that's that's been sort of the silver lining i think of what has happened is people have had to you know they i'm sick of the word pivot but they did have to pivot they did have to find another way to keep a business going and so yeah. You know, that's, you know, that's one of the things that came out of it, something like that. Uh, that's super cool. And I and I also find that people like connecting online. I mean, I think you were kind of, everybody was sort of resistant at first. It's not going to be the same, but it can be the same. It can be, you know, can keep you connected, whether it's connected to the wineries and, or just, you know, the team at the winery. It's fun. And it, it ends up being almost more personal than what the experience would be if you just came in and did a tasting and moved on. It's you, you're you chatting about what's happening at home or wherever it is that you're doing it. It's It can be, it can be yeah. fun. I think it's a deeper connection, too. You're really reaching Absolutely. someone literally in their home. <laughs> right. <laughs> you might have folks that come out and visit Gary Farrell, and it's a once-in-a-lifetime trip. Yeah. You know? they, right. they Life catches up with them, and they have kids, or you know, right. who knows what happens. They don't have that opportunity to come back to the winery. And right. this has opened it up so much for people to just hang out with us. Exactly. And enjoy what, which is great wine and food. So we loved it. We're going to continue. Yeah, I think everybody's going to, I think everybody will continue, you know, maybe hone it down a little bit or whatever. But, but that's the thing. I mean, a lot of people, it is kind of what you said, their once in a lifetime wine country trip. And they, you know, they might get to do it once or twice. But now they could connect with the, with wineries every month, or they could connect with somebody yeah. every week. I mean, whatever it is that, that really works for them. So yeah, it's, it's a cool thing. Even as yeah, much ma maligned as all the Zooming has been, I think that is a silver lining that mm -hmm. as we come out of this, that's going to be a core way to communicate with customers going forward. And, and people are now used to it, and they appreciate it, and they like it. And so it is a, it's a good thing that comes out of yeah, all this. I think it's definitely a good thing. So yeah. um, I, I always like people to know sort of, um, you know, or the listeners to know sort of the personal parts of the people that we're talking to. So I'd like to know how it is that you got involved in the wine industry. Like what, what was your first introduction to working in the wine business? Um, you know, I it's an interesting story. I, I kind of fell into it because my mom moved up here from Southern California back in 99, 2000. So I started spending holidays up here. I had been living in Southern California in Huntington Beach, um, already loved cooking and spent a lot of time cooking and doing wine pairings. And I had a couple aha moments wine where I remember the wine, but I don't remember who I was with kind of situation. <laughs> before I got uh, that's funny. So I realized like wine had a big influence on my life and when my, my mom moved up here, started spending Thanksgiving and Christmas up here and 
we'd always take one day and, and bop around Sonoma Valley and go taste wines. And, and we're, we were always a cooking family, just not a big wine drinking family. So all of a sudden I had these opportunities to pair incredible wines with home cooked food that we had already been making. And, and then I, I had been in real estate. And when the real estate market basically in Southern California collapsed in August of 2007. I like you remembered exactly. August. <laughs> I had friends call me from from the companies that they were working for, the subprime lenders they were working for in Irvine and saying, I just got locked out of my, my uh, business. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and oh. a real reality check, yeah, right? You know, right. like, is it the rest of my life? Um, and so in 2008, I just packed everything up, sold my house, and moved up and got a job in a tasting room while I kind of tried to figure out which direction I wanted to take my wine career and uh, decided to go back to school at Sonoma State because I recognized that uh, there was a great opportunity in the business side of the wine industry. I mean, everybody right. dreams of being a wine. You know, they, right. and the beauty of being a winemaker is amazing, but you got to be able to sell the wine. And coming from a business background, it really, really spoke to me. So I, I did the wine business program at Sonoma State, finished off my bachelor's there and kind of hit the ground running and haven't stopped since. So, you know, the thing is, I, I do talk to a lot of people who, you know, love wine and love the idea, but they, they don't want to be the winemaker. I mean, they just want to be involved somehow in the wine business. I mean, and there are just a lot of different opportunities. I mean, there's a lot beyond just being the winemaker. <laughs> you do have to sell the wine and you do have to uh, be able to figure out how to connect with customers. I well, like being the wine drinker. Yeah, I, I call it quality yeah. control. I'm like, I'll do quality control. <laughs> Have you been doing a lot of work from home or are you going in all the time or what's happening since in the last 11 months? So I've been pretty much working from home, I would say four out of the five days a week. You know, my, 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 my focus of my job is generally outreach. Uh -huh. And, um, you know, a lot of the outreach partners, unfortunately, have been closed. So shifting over to digital kind of left me on my couch for a while. Yeah. Um, but what's been great about Gary Farrell is we, we've been taking covid precautions very seriously so we each have a day that we can go into the office go into the winery and you know get up, get get the work done that we need to there and kind of connect a little bit with everybody else you know have some human contact but my my role really shifted to digital and that shift to digital um has been fantastic it's been amazing <laughs> it's also taught me a lot and i i definitely think i need a new couch so uh, <laughs> Well, it is amazing what you can do when you have to. I That's mean, so I'm doing funny. all the things for the wine road now, all of the website, everything has to happen. And I finally wrote to our webmaster the other day, there was something I just couldn't figure out after, you know, an hour of searching. And I said to him, I've even done coding, like I've figured it out on my own. <laughs> I've done so much that, that you know, if you don't have to do it, it's easier just to pass the buck to somebody else. But it's like, no, I can just sit here on my couch and have a little glass of wine and think this through. It's it's amazing. Wine coding. Makes me feel like Wonder Woman. At the end you when are Wonder when it, Woman. When it works, I'm like, wow, You're I am amazing. You're a one-woman <laughs> band. I mean, you do it all. Yeah. One-woman band. I have been that lately. Ah. Props to you. Yes. So anything else that you think um, you want to tell our listeners about coming out to visit or about where they could find Gary Farrell if they're not familiar with it? Or I would say, so Gary Farrell, we are in, um, we're in all 50 states now, and I, I think, you know, if you if you want to grab a bottle of Gary Farrell, um, 
you can use our wine finder on our website and it will show you the retail and restaurant locations that carry Gary Farrell. A lot of restaurants are doing takeout. And so, you know, you can do takeout and grab a bottle of Gary Farrell. We've had a lot of folks do that. So I definitely encourage people to support their favorite restaurants and grab some wine. And if you do have an opportunity to come out and visit us, just plan in advance and let us know you're coming and we'll take great care of you. I love it. Sounds good. I love you. I mean, you guys do have a great website and I do love the wineries that have that um, little wine finder. It It's super cool. Makes it so seamless. Yeah, it makes it easy. And it is a good idea throughout the country. Wine or restaurants are doing that, selling their bottles of wine, uh, you know, with people doing takeout orders. So we'll put the link to the website in the show notes, Brian, so people can connect that way. Is there any other way that they should or is that website the best possible place for people to go? You know, I think that's the one-stop shop. Okay. Um, you know, if you want to hop on the phone with somebody, our number's on there. Um, if you want to send an email, it's easy. Uh, you know, we are really active on, on social media. So if you do end up sending a message or making a comment on us on social media, I will be sure to get back to you since I'm handling that right now. So, yeah, just... They, and they should mark their the calendar for the first Friday for the happy hour because that yeah. just sounds so fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I definitely, folks, should should check it out. And that's that's on the website as well. So right. they can book it all set up and we will see them soon. Awesome. Well, I really, really appreciate you um, tearing yourself away from the couch there and <laughs> <laughs> and uh, coming in and helping us on our show. And uh, we'll go check out some uh, Gary Farrell and we might just join the happy hour ourselves. Yeah. I, we like to connect. I think so. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. We'll see you on the wine road. All right. Sounds good.